Sage Worthington stood stock still, glad for the relief of the large sunglasses she'd worn as the sun beat down, burning her skin through the fine material of her black formal dress. Her heart ached and her eyes were burning despite the fact that they were shaded. She was so grateful for the two small hands that clung tightly to each of hers. Her siblings were the anchor that was forcing her to stand there, rooted to the ground, when all she wanted to do was fall into a heap on the ground and cry. Six days ago, with one phone call, the young woman's life and those of her brother and sister had changed forever. The news of their mom and dad's deaths had devastated all of them. Thank God the kids hadn't been in the car. This loss was large enough to bear. She wouldn't have wanted to live if she'd lost all of them. Up until this point in her life, Sage had been totally self-centered. Her life had been about school, her job, and her friends. She'd been an only child until she was fifteen years old. Now, though, things would be about Nettie and Bailey and figuring out where the three of them went from here. It was time for her to be a grown-up, and she didn't mind at all. The trouble was, she had no idea where she was going to start. There was so much to think and worry about. The sweet sound of amazing grace was drawing to a close, and she knew that the time had come. It was time to place their roses and leave, to get the children away from there before the coffins were lowered. Her parents would understand. Nettie and Bailey had seen and heard enough, and so had she. Still clinging to the small, now sobbing figures, she turned and walked away, towing what was left of her family behind her. This was the best thing to do, for now at least. They could get their breath before everyone turned up at the house. God knows Sage wasn't ready to make all of their life decisions yet. All she could do was take it a day at a time, or maybe an hour at a time. She reached for the door handle of the family truck, but a large hand was already there. She turned to find their next-door neighbor standing right behind her. Hi, Sage, he said sadly. Cliff, I'm sorry I didn't see you there. Hey, kids, he said, touching each small head gently. Hey, Cliff, Bailey answered. I brushed the horses this morning like you showed me. Good boy, Cliff answered. Nettie said nothing. Are you okay, Sage? he asked, concern written all over his face. Sage nodded. I'm okay. At least I think I am. I want to go home, Nettie said. Yeah, me too, said Bailey. You coming? We're having company. I'll come back for a while. He helped buckle the kids in their seats and then closed the door. I'm so sorry for your loss, Sage, Cliff said. I'm still finding it hard to believe that they're gone. We all are. Sage wanted to make conversation, to be more friendly, but she was numb and was finding it hard to find words. She and their neighbor Cliff had an awkward friend-enemy background when they were younger, though that was a few years ago. I'll see you back at your place, he said. We'll talk more then. Cliff tipped his hat and walked back to where his grandparents were waiting along with the rest of the mourners. Sage waved away what must have been the sixth plate of food that someone had tried to make her eat. She just didn't think she could swallow. I'm sorry, I can't. Maybe later. She hadn't looked up, so didn't notice that owner of the offering. Maybe just try a little now, Cliff said. You have to eat, 
I don't have to do anything. Sage didn't mean to get a tone in her voice, but seriously, if one more person told her that she needed to eat, she'd scream. He probably meant well, but he was the last of a very long line of food pushers, and she couldn't take it anymore. Cliff pulled up a seat next to Sage. Bailey tells me you never sit and eat with him. You cook food, but then you sit and watch them eat and stare at the wall. Bailey is nine, she said. He's a nine-year-old who has lost his parents and is now worried that you'll get sick because you're not eating, Cliff said gently. I, I don't, Sage started to answer, but really didn't know what to say. What did she say to that? That she didn't want to worry him? That she didn't know that he noticed? Did she notice herself that she hadn't been eating? All were true.